0: listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. This is Get the Funk Out. I'm your host, Janine. And standing by joining me is accomplished actress and author, Lauren Weedman. She's joining me to talk about her latest role, Kittens in a Cage, all kinds of other great things she's been in. Uh, she's had a one-woman show. She's written a book. She's been in the HBO dramedy Looking. She's done a gazillion things. So without further ado...
1: Lauren Weedman. Good morning, Lauren. Hey, good morning, Janine. Hello.
0: Hello, hello. Thanks for taking the time. I know you're one busy lady.
1: It's not a bad busy, though, you know, so I'm not like, oh, God, I have to do this now.
0: Right, right. Well, like that's I'm pretty good. happy about it all. Right. Well, good. It's, it's busy good. It's busy fun and creative, I guess.
1: Yep, pretty much.
0: So I want to ask you, I want to back way up and ask you, how did you find your way into uh, comedy and acting and things like that?
1: I, um, I guess because I'm adopted. No, um, I don't know. I, it's also from way, 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 way back. I mean, I I, used, I always joke about the fact that I'm like, well, no, I use adoption as the excuse of why I'm late for meetings and stuff. Uh, oh,
2: really? But
1: also, when I was younger, that I was such a show-offy kid. Like, I, I've been doing it since I was like third grade. And the yeah. comedy thing isn't, I didn't seek out the comedy thing. I'm a victim of that. Like, I didn't, I wasn't ever, in fact, when people say like, so you're a comedian. I'm like, oh God, oh yuck. I hope not. Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> is it like it's like cathartic, like therapy? Is that what it is? I mean, you know,
1: I don't. I, I um, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I always think of. I, I like all work and everything I do during the day to be a little. I'm pretty self-involved. I like everything yeah. to be something that's going to be helping me out a little bit or yes. moving yes. me along the path, as it were, or you know, learning something and that kind of if, out of you know. I want to be want to be evolving, put it that way, right. with everything I do.
2: Right.
1: But I mean, the theater stuff is just, I was a theater kid from very, 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 like, young in Indianapolis. Right. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I um, I just kept doing it. And um, I've always been, I've just been a theater geek from way back. And, and uh, I really have, I've been, I guess I've been lucky in the sense that I keep getting to do it as well. That's um, great. That's great. Yeah.
0: I know, because I noticed in your bio, which I posted on getthefunkoutshow.kci.org, if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Lauren Weedman. you've had a lot of different roles. You were in Masters of Sex and Dads and New Girl. Does it become like a domino effect, like what, as you build your resume?
1: Yeah, I think that if you can stick with it, and if you can, I mean, because Los Angeles, that's so, that's a whole different thing. The theater thing is one part of my life, and then it's the, the TV film stuff is its own little beast,
2: mm-hmm. and that...
1: um Yeah, I think the longer I've been in Los Angeles and been able to go through, like, the droughts of not working and such that, you know, eventually they get to know you. Yes. And, you know, you go in and they know that you're not going to, you know, that you don't have a heavy, you know, heroin use problem or that you're not going to (laughs) be a burden to them. And they know that you're going to be, those are all guest star stuff. So it's like a one day thing where you come in and, you know, and so and I have a bit more of a type, I think, than I used to. People know me as, I can be like, she's the ball buster. Uh She's, you know, that's... um, (laughs) My general go-to at those kind of like sitcom comedy shows. That's
2: pretty good. But, um,
1: yeah, it's gotten better and better. I've certainly gotten more work as I get older. Yes. Um, but I don't have a bigger house. That's the only thing I'm really, well, okay. I haven't, okay. I haven't <laughs> made like more and more money. Or well, I guess when I say that maybe that's not true. Mm. You never know. Mm-hmm.
0: So tell me, how did you end up in Kittens in a Cage?
1: I'm friends with Jillian Arminante, and she's bossy. So when she calls you and she says to do something, you're just like, for God's sake, do it.
0: You better listen. You better
1: listen. Yeah, you better listen. Your family will be a risk. No. Um she is a friend of mine from Seattle and she's mm-hmm. very very um uh, uh, very known in the all in Seattle when I was living there. as just an incredibly talented just fierce ferocious performer. Fearless kind of I mean she's all those. She's all the F-words.
0: Yeah. Don't,
1: um, don't use uh, them right now, please. <laughs> no, I will not I won't. I won't, believe me. I won't go. There. I said, oh god, why did I just say that? I just like um and she me called me up and she had um she asked me to do a reading of it. Mhm. And I love the style of um, the show. So funny. Uh, I, I don't know what. How do you call that style? What is that? Do you uh, know?
0: I don't know. I mean, it's it is a comedy. Is it a dark comedy? It's kind comedy? of heightened. Yeah.
1: And sort of like you know, you know, hey, Mister, get those walking sticks and moving and get yourself out of here. Like right. that kind of like old style. You know. I'm yes. out of my voice. <laughs> um, if I was more awake. I could do it better. Um, so then I. Uh, Anyway, so she, when she called me and asked me to do that, I got, and I saw the script, I wanted to do it for sure. Mm-hmm. And I like, I like a lady project. I like if there's a lot of great. women out there playing. It's usually, it's rare and it's fun. Yes. So that's basically how it, how I was supposed to have, be a bigger part of it. And then I, well, I don't, what's the point of saying that? But I couldn't do it because of, I was working on this book thing, blah, blah, blah. Right, right. And so that's all. And great cast. All,
0: You're You've got some other very talented cast members, which is very cool.
1: Yeah, she's got a lot of. I mean, a lot of the people are her friends. I mean, she's working um, with... A, she just is... She's a real hub. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? How some people are social hubs. Yes. And, yes. You, like, I know people through her, just from being friends with her. Like, she's a very charismatic, pretty talented yeah. Chiquita.
0: That's so cool. I had her on the show as well.
1: Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah Good. She's a yeah. good good chatter,
0: do, do people, I would imagine. Do people... Um Compare—I've heard this before—kittens in a cage to Orange is the New Black. Have you heard that a lot? Like, oh, you're in this like
1: show that's no. more like that. No, they don't. No, I haven't. I mean, I know there was a fear. I don't. I don't know. Maybe there is. I've been in Portland a while. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I think initially when it came out, I was like, oh shoot, you know, because she was working on it before, or I think right at the same time, Orange is the New Black was, yeah. you know, coming out. So I was like, oh no, we're both in the, you know, we're doing two different projects like that. But to me, it's super different. It's
2: Very different
1: because. This one is a bit more, um, it's pure comedy. It's very, as I said, it's very, super heightened in the music, and mm-hmm. it's a, a bit more theatrical. Yes. Um, and stylized, I think, than Orange is the New Black. But also, you know what, I'm talking about my, I don't know what, I've seen <laughs> three episodes of Orange is the New Black, because I auditioned for that. <laughs>
2: Oh, you did! I had a lot of
1: shows that I was up for certain parts. If I didn't get them, I'm like, "Well, I wish you well," but I don't want to watch right now. Right, I will rec- recover from the blow. Not and that you're better; you're not
0: better at all. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, tell me about some of the other things you've worked on as well. I know you were in HBO's dramedy Looking," and um, what are some other things yeah. you've
1: done? Well, that's my main project that I've done the last. I guess it was two seasons, but it was um, was looking looking mm-hmm. was the show that I was. I mean, I just thought I, I mean, we it, it just got canceled about two weeks ago, oh, which was a real bummer because yeah. it was, as projects go. Um, I mean, it's it's the two there are two worlds that were involved in the show. was like HBO and then uh, gay, like gay boys, mm-hmm. and those are two worlds that I survive in. That I feel very comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I can really be myself if I'm allowed to. You know. The HBOE and uh, be around a bunch of sweet, sweethearted gay boys, which was what the project was, and I really loved the show. That's great. And um, that's kind of changed, been kind of a game changer for me too, just because it was a, a popular show, even though it was the numbers weren't high enough yeah. to get it, um, but it has very, very strong fans. So that's been pretty amazing because I get a lot more attention on the streets. Yes. Um, can imagine. And it's always from very sweet gay boys, which is different than when I was on Hung. Just like a HBO show where I played a character. It was called Horny Patty. I saw that. Yeah, well, I mean that's a. I mean I love that character too. But and I like that show a lot. And, but people, you know, fans of Hung would come up to me and be like, "It's you, isn't it? You're Horny Patty." I'd be like, "Okay, my kid's with me." I know. So I was off. gonna
0: say, go away.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I am just like, I'm not gonna flash or anything, and I'm not the sex addict I play on TV. Yes,
0: exactly. Sadly,
1: <laughs> um, so yeah, it's I've I've loved. I mean, it's, HBO has been a great. I mean, I love listen of course, I was an awesome one. It's just a great channel to work for because mm-hmm. the kind of you because I am allowed to do it's, um character you can uh, they really they they're good about hiring character actors, okay. people who are sort of right for the part, not just a name, yes. you know
0: yes, which and is great. Now, we talked about this. The theme of the show is Get the funk out, and you know obviously, who hasn't been in a funk career, personal, whatever. As an actress, obviously, you go through these ups and downs. How do you, you know, a show gets canceled. How can you not help but be in a funk? Or do you have this, you know, method for just saying, okay, well, next, you know? What do you do? Well,
1: definitely, definitely I say, well, next. I mean, recovery is pretty key to keep working. Yes. Because I have friends who, I know I know quite a few people. Um, I can immediately think of four people like that so, who... Once they got a certain one one blow and they could never recover. Like uh. they didn't get this one part, and or or you know you just have blow after blow after blow of nose and you can't. I mean it's it's just brutal. So yes, it's hard. It is hard to get back up. I mean, why would you continue to? Um, I mean, why? I mean, I some people can, some people can't. You know, recover from it. Mm-hmm. But I knew when when looking if looking got canceled and I was getting was feeling like oh god, it's feeling a little bit. It was it, I felt impending doom. And I would. I told my uh, agent that when he got the news, not to call me on the phone because I'm like, you know, you don't want to have to hear me sob. I Go just text it. <laughs> like everybody will be, <laughs> everybody wins in that scenario. I mean, except for yeah, the news, but. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I knew I'd be upset. And what I, with everything, you know, with these sort of like make it or break it phone calls. First of all, I know that it's never what you think it's going to be. Like, if you're waiting to hear, it's never is. It's never the high or the low. Right that you think it is. Like, you'll think, if I get this part, my God, that's it. I know. I'll never know another unhappy day. <laughs> and I'm old enough to know that's not true, okay. that it may be good news for now, and God knows what it really means. We don't actually know. Exactly. And that the bad news may not actually mean bad news. I mean, yes, it'll be this loss, yes. but maybe that means that this is going to open up to something else, and I just, I get the forward motion of things, but... So there's old age that helps, right? Well, I'm 46. I get, I get old age. I've gone through it. I've gone through What would you say?
0: Old age. I'm laughing like you're old. Okay.
1: I know. I know. But it's like, for me at least, yeah. you know, you start to see the skin quality change. You you do start to, you know, aging is happening, and God bless it. Um, So I what I did with this one is I knew I was going to be depressed, and mostly I just tried to make sure I didn't fight it. I didn't try to hide it too much. Like, I start working immediately where I'm like, okay, yeah. now I've got to focus on the book. And i was doing a play, and I'm still – I have to get on stage that night. Wow. Um, I've still got stuff I'm doing. But I was definitely sad, and um, I don't try to fight it. Right. Um, and my – for me, it's about keeping working, keeping doing what I'm always doing. I don't put everything in one project.
2: That's
1: good. I'm always doing um, other things. Like, yes. I may be doing some TV stuff, but I've always got my own projects going, too. Um, that I care about, theater, um, so I've got that. And I try to, as I said, not hide that I'm about to be... I don't try to hide that I'm upset so that it that it doesn't sneak up on me. Because I feel like when I, if you deny the whole thing, then it sneaks up on you, and next thing you know, you've got like a, you know, crack addiction. I don't know. And that's a little extreme. But uh, I think so, <laughs> I
0: a little extreme.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? I just I, try, to, try to be real about it. You, know?
0: you really do have to be busy. You have to be writing. You, you know, you got to go through all your different avenues of creativity to keep you going.
1: Yeah, and then, but also acknowledge, because I'm so busy that I don't have a ton of time to just, like, well, I'll be taking this week to be depressed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But we'll, <laughs> what will happen is, like, with looking, I was, you know, I was, I mean, I felt sad, but I'm like, okay, back on stage, doing these things. And then, you know, and then I got one little piece of, like, I got, like, an email from my ex-husband okay. um, about, you know, wanting to talk about money. And as soon as I got that, I was so, I immediately, <laughs> um, I burst into tears. Oh, no. And, but I realized it was not about that email. It was more about, you know, everything. I was sad about looking and I didn't yes. like, and I just had, and then that turned into, which is good. I'm like, okay, all right. I had my, like, on the, you know, the, the big chill moment or right. of, like sobbing in the shower. Right. Um, so that got that done. And then, then I realized that, that to me is always good too. It seems healthy. I'm like, all right.
0: Oh, absolutely. It's amazing how something will trigger something you've suppressed.
1: Yes, which I'm, yeah, you know. that happens to me all the time. It's very embarrassing. You know, it'd be like in the, the coffee shop or something, and you know, a song comes out, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's <laughs> right, my grandmother's dead. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. You know, like <laughs>
0: uh, you know what I didn't ask you earlier, but while you're doing Kittens in the Cage, you're doing other things as well, right? You're writing your book, and you're doing these other shows, or is it one thing at a time? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So kittens in the cage, kittensinthecage.com, dot com. Mm-hmm. Um, kittens in the cage um is on. We we shot that. God, I, I want to say a couple of years ago, but I think it was just a year ago. Okay. And we a year ago, and then they, I mean, and then Jillian was working her ass off trying to get it, you know, together and how you know, looking like how she wanted it to look, and it looks fantastic. And she's winning a ton of, or she's, I guess, all of us, were yeah. winning a lot of awards with it, too. we a lot of um, festival stuff going on, that. which is great.
0: Congratulations. So that goes on.
1: That's great, because I do it, but I don't have to stay. I don't work. You know, that's done. Um, and so, I, yeah, I have a book, a second book that I'm trying to finish. Well, it's finished. I'm just the last editing touches on it, and that comes out next spring. But I don't have a title. Oh, so I don't do? know how to promo that. Um Yeah, and I'm doing a show here in Portland, the People's Republic of Portland. And when I get done with this, and I also tour. I tour with doing this, like, uh,
0: cabaret-style
1: show. Really? And I host The Moth, yeah.
0: Oh, I love Uh, The Moth.
1: Oh, God, I know me, too. Oh. (laughs) Me, too.
0: Oh, I I was just listening to it yesterday on NPR, and I just, oh, I love it. All these interesting (laughs) stories and, you know.
1: Yep. Good stuff, I know. And I host it. I I really love the, the level that I host it at, which is at the Story Slam. Mm-hmm. level where people are coming in and anybody can come in and put their name in the hat kind of thing so it's not you know it's not very rehe- i mean not to say that any of them none of them are supposed to be super rehearsed but this is like the really raw like you know oh, any, any old any old school teacher hopefully i love when they can, you know gets up and tells right. the story so when okay. is that
0: is that in portland or is that in la where is that
1: i do that there they happen all over the place mm-hmm. but the one that i host is in santa monica
0: when is that? Is it the summer? It's
1: every first Tuesday of the month.
0: Oh, I want to come to that.
1: Well, that's right, Orange County. You could.
0: Yes, definitely.
1: Yeah, it would be neat. And so it's, yeah, it's every first. I mean, I forget. Whenever I'm back in town, I do the next one. I'll I think I'm done up. in April 20th or something. Mm-hmm. So here, so I come back and do it then.
0: You also have have done some really uh, funny uh, one-man, one-woman shows. No, You Shut Up.
1: And uh-huh. uh,
0: you did If Ornaments Had Lips. That was a UCB oh, yeah. show.
1: I did it there. I performed it. Yeah, I've. Well, I do um, solo theater, which is, gosh, what a weird genre that is. Sort of like, <laughs> uh, but I've been doing it a long time. I started as kind of, I feel like maybe, no, I met Jillian doing a movie called Chicks with Dicks, which sounds awful, okay. but it was not. terrible.
0: It was wonderful. Really hope <laughs> my like daughters aren't listening. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I know exactly. It sounds like
1: it's a point. It's not. It's
0: okay. wholesome
1: fun. Um, but uh, I started doing solo stuff in Seattle. Uh huh. And, um, and then when I was in New York City, um, I had a, a show that I did off-Broadway about being adopted mm-hmm. called Homecoming. And then when I was there, I also took some classes at UCB and performed um, a few of my solo shows there. And, um, I, and from there, I got the daily show job, too. Mm-hmm. So it's just one brag after another. You know. <laughs> and so I've been doing – I always do the solo work. Cause that's sort of, I do autobiographical kind of stuff and – one-person musicals and whatever. It's very um, – I try to make them plays, though. They're not just, you know, me up there right, right. telling you about how hard my life is. Though um, no, I could. And right now that's what I'm doing. People's Republic of Portland is a show I wrote um, that I got commissioned to write from this theater a couple of years ago mm-hmm. about Portland. And it's also about my marriage falling apart, because usually I'll, it'll have a subject matter like the L.A. County Jail. Like, I'll write. I wrote about that. But then I also sort of always write about what's going on with me. Wait,
0: the L.A. Well. County Jail? Is that some place you spend time in? or?
1: Uh-huh. I've, I, oh. But, um, which is shocking to most people, I wasn't actually in the jail. I was not uh-huh. incarcerated.
2: Okay. Um,
1: I was a volunteer. Oh. But, hey, you know, no judgment. <laughs> there, but for the grace of God, go I. So there's no... Um, but, yeah, I did. I volunteered there for a couple of years and then That's did a good. show about it. But okay. I do a lot of... A lot of the... But the solo stuff I do outside of Los Angeles, because it's not really a theater town. That town.
0: How long have you had the show in Portland?
1: Well, I was here. I did it two years ago, and it, it ran for like, I don't know, 12 weeks or nine to 12 weeks or something. It was a big hit for the theater, mm-hmm. and then they brought me back to remount it, but so much had changed in my life since last time that I wanted to rewrite it a tiny bit, so I rewrote it, and re, but it's it's somewhat similar to what it was last time, But that's um, and that's been going on for the last two weeks, and I'm here... I'll do it for a couple more weeks, and then I'll go back to L.A. Mm-hmm.
0: Is, there Lucky so, me. is there something that is on your bucket list that you're saying, okay, this is next? I mean, obviously you're writing books, and you're doing all this stuff, but is there something you really want to do that's next? I,
1: um, Yeah, I think that what I would like to do is... Uh, I, I really like creating my own story. I, maybe I just have a control freak. I think is probably the real bottom line. <laughs> but, I, but I really love... Um, I mean, I like solo theater because I have a chance to. I feel like I get to create the show that I would want to watch if I were in the audience, and I get to you know create the experience as an actor and a writer. You know, I get to yes. write what I would you know whatever. I get to act, write out the part that I would that I wished I got to play, kind yes. of thing. Yes. And I would like to do that for on camera. So I'm I would love to do more. Uh, try writing for myself, not just for myself. Actually, sorry, but writing a project to do like a film. Right. Uh, Kind of thing And I'm more film Than TV at this point But okay. and I've done development Kind of stuff But I've never Really just Shot something And done that And been on I've always done it For um, theater Right And so I'd like to See even as I'm talking About it now I feel like I can't Even fully talk about it It's so <laughs> weird When it's something You really want Yeah I know How you get all Like sheepish And like I don't know I thought maybe I'd do like a film So, so stupid Some, no, some um, Never film. mind <laughs> um, But that's That's what I'd like To do uh, Next hmm work on that
0: when did you find that you wanted to do these uh one woman shows i mean that that was really your strength
1: that happened when i was living in seattle and i did a well you know i say that but i remember like i I, when i was in high school the first like award like you know the first time that i got this like you know i have a plaque
2: Uh
1: um was i won like original comedy monologue in the like oh. Indiana State Thespian contest,
2: <laughs> <Ooh>.
1: <laughs> which I always forget about that when people, yeah. which I mean because it's you know it's Indiana State Thespian Conference in 1984, but um, but um, I was realizing that the other day. I'm like, oh, that's funny. It's, I guess I was doing that before. I was writing my own thing. Yeah. I wrote something um, for like a variety show kind of night, or like a 12 minute max oh, um, thing, and I wrote my own. I just wrote a monologue, and it went so. It truly was one of those things where. I must have been doing I was in my I was in my zone because from there it just I got asked to do it again and again I got asked to expand it
2: wow I, I
1: got a theater asked me to come you know I got commissioned to write a play another solo show but what worked for me so much was that I just was so affected by other people like I tend to be a little open wound yeah. Uh, yeah. gross but <laughs> um where it was even when I was in a cast with other actors I was always so I'd be very thrown if I thought like, oh, I'm like, oh, God, I don't think that person likes me, or, right. oh, my God, I think that they're having an affair over there, oh, no. or that actor is mouthing my words, <laughs> and I could not shut out the influences of, of the or the energies of people around me. It was mm-hmm. too much sometimes, and I could never do my, I was always blaming other people for my performance, like, well, I would have done better, but, you know, so-and-so's mad at me.
0: So how did you turn you know? that around?
1: How did you get out of that mindset? By by um, doing my own work, yeah. by being alone, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> by doing solo theater. And I thought, what I love about solo theater is the idea that when I come off stage, I have nobody to blame. Like, I can't, I can try to blame the audience, right. you know, but that, that I've learned, I've, I've done it so long, it's like, I, I've learned that it's usually me, it usually starts with me. <laughs> and so, I um, I like the idea that it's up to me, and I like the idea that I get to create the experience that I want. Yes. And that I get to make it, that I can do comedy, but it 's not just comedy. I get to tell stories right. and it gets be a bit more personal and it can be it can be sad it can be you know what of life course. is a little yeah. bit more more of a whole experience and more of a uh, and I get to play parts I would never get to play no, that's
2: perfect. you know
1: so uh, I just created my own deal like i I dance a lot or I sing and stuff yeah, you
2: do? and I'm i 'm not somebody
1: who would be cast on Broadway as a dancer because i 'm not a trained dancer but i do like moving a lot and i like i'm pretty physical that's cool so i just i like the idea of you know taking a little more control of the experience i wanted so i like that that's to me i think it's kind of the perfect and i'm a cheap date too i can go to a theater and i'm like all i need is a (laughs) stage and a chair there
0: you go you know and
1: so that that kind of thing too Perfect.
0: well unfortunately we have to wrap up soon but if people want to find out more about you where can they go
1: Basically. Well, um, well, for kittens of the cage stuff because that's the project that's really out there now. A lot yes. is um, kittens of the dot com, mm-hmm. and they can go to, I guess, where do they find? Oh, I, th- I think I do it mostly. I don't have my website up yet. Okay. Damn it! Um, Are you on- intern, um I am at, on social media. Okay, I put my stuff on on um, Facebook and on um, Lauren. Yeah, so I'm just Lauren Weedman okay. on Facebook, and also. I'm on Twitter and Instagram, like the kids. All right. Like the kids.
0: I know. I looked you up. You have you know all kinds of different links to the material you've done. So if people want to find yes. out more about you, they could just Google, Google you.
1: Yeah, that's true. But Again, other stuff down. comes up. Ugh. Yeah. But yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. And uh, just to wrap up, do you have any advice for people that are going through some kind of crazy funk? Uh, you know, little advice for getting out of their funk?
1: I okay. think it's this... To me, and, and maybe it's all too, like, how to, how to sum it all up, is that um, I'm kind of of the mindset of go through it, not to fight it too much, right? you know, and just with the deep, deep knowledge, with that whole cliche of, like, this too shall pass, right? like, right. I, I, so, and with the intention, like, I know when I'm pretty bummed out, I'm like, I, probably, I try to set this thing of, like, okay, I'm upset, but by the time I get to, you know, April 20th, I'm going to be okay, right. and usually it happens sooner
2: yes
1: instead of it becoming overwhelming i think that's when it's awful it's when it feels like you're like it's here and it will never leave I know. <laughs> this day will feel endless you know it's never and that's just not true that it's always it always sort of like cycles through
0: yes i
1: think that not and true. good music my god
0: oh yeah played that's very another. loudly
1: <laughs> yes i'm a huge fan of dancing around in your apartment late at night
0: yes i love it I love it. Well, Lauren Weedman, thank you so much for calling into the show. It's been great talking to you, and uh, maybe I could meet you sometime if you're ever in L.A.
1: Yes, if I'm ever in L.A. God, <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to get out. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you. This was lovely. Thank you. All
0: right, and best of luck to you, and I'll talk to you soon. Okay. All
1: right. Take All right. care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: That was Lauren Weedman calling in to talk about her role in Kittens in a Cage and other projects she's working on. And her, she has a solo show in Portland. If you missed any part of today's Get the Funk Out show, it'll be up on my blog, which is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. It'll be up probably about an hour after I wrap. and uh, We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to be joined by stage, screen, and television actress Joan Benedict Steiger. We'll <laughs>